We podcast and we know things is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. CastBox has also pioneered a brand new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase and CastBox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download CastBox, and try it for yourself today. We think it's the best. <laughs> Look at you. This is Ace. This is Nick from the Lumberyard Recording. Recording. And you are listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Ooh. Boy, fish and chips. Awesome. Fish and chips. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Looking forward to this one, brother. We have a, a bunch of very special guests, a trio of very special guests on the episode today, joining us from our area, right in our backyard, South Jersey, Philadelphia area, uh, Joe Lapresti, Ian Gallagher, and Mark Ryan, the insides. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Dude, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, we're very excited for this one. You and I, we, 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 I don't know who I was talking to from the band, but we've started this dialogue over a month ago to try and get this scheduled, even maybe even two, three months ago. Um, so yeah. very anticipated and much appreciated that you guys are on the show. Thanks for having us. Of course. And anything you want to, uh, any way you want to find the insides, it's theinsides.bandcamp.com for all of their singles uh, to go check them out. But, gentlemen, let's just dive right into the questioning because um, I'm sure that a bunch of our listeners are eager to find out more about you. Uh, where in the area did you guys grow up? Um, we're from like the Mulga Hill School area. Mm-hmm. So, not like Cluster County, yeah. you know, Mantua, New Jersey. And then you said that a couple of you guys live in Philly now? Yeah. We actually started the band kind of in Philly. We all lived in Port Richmond. Ah. Uh-huh. Good pierogi and, spot. Uh, me, and, me and Mark lived together for a while, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we started the band. Yeah. A lot of good pierogies in Port Richmond. They have, uh... there, is, there, there is, but I never tried them. What? It, you're probably just so yeah. close to it, you're just like, ah, nah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, Irish bars that we could have gone to. It's, yeah, it's actually funny where Joe and Mark used to live is, like, that, like, number one pierogi and, uh... Stock Bakery. Oh, yeah, Stock Bakery. Wait, place... what's the meat that goes with pierogies? Kibasi? Uh, it's like a sausage. Oh, yeah, kibasi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a thing or two yeah. about kibasi and pierogies, gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. They have, uh... Yeah, there's, there's a really good spot by where they used to live. But, like, everyone just slept on it, and we never went there. Yeah. We lived there for, like, two years. Never touched it. They have well, dessert well, They have dessert pierogies. They have strawberry, banana, Nutella pierogies. Well, I was going to say, that that's like us when people are like, what are Philly's best cheesesteaks? Like, we never say Pat or Gino's. It's always, like, that other spot, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, think, I think everyone gets, I mean, Pat's and Gino's for me is, is definitely good when you're drunk. But, oh, of course. But, like, there's some other spots that are just way better. I mean, I like Tony Luke's probably a little bit better. Yeah, I'm well, a, what, do Jim's, guys, what do you guys prefer? I'm a Jim's roast yeah. pork kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jim's is good. You can't Jim's go wrong. Good. Yeah, they they their steak sandwiches for a roast pork spot. Their steak sandwiches on the seated roll. Uh, I'm a seated roll guy though, so you can't Same, beat that. I I did hear about this spot. They said it's the best cheesesteak ever. I know it's in Camden, New Jersey, but I forget the place. I know what it is. Okay, that, that's where it's I've heard that they make the best. I just have to, I have to get there. You're thinking of donkeys, aren't you? What is it called? Say it again. 
donkeys. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah, there's all. I just had donkeys uh, about a couple weeks ago, but there was one. There's one in uh, Mount Laurel. Okay, that's apparently a little... that's not the good one. There's oh. a better one in. But Camden, it was good in Camden, you said. Yeah, they started in Camden. Okay, that's only about forty minutes from where yeah, we sit good. right now. Um, so that shouldn't be. <laughs> it's not too far of a drive, if, yeah. and it's a Saturday. Yeah. So. Well, apparently the story on it is like. I think he was like a, a an, old, an ex-boxer who started a cheesesteak place called Donkeys. Mm. And then his brother runs the, the one in Mount Laurel, but the one that was original was the Camden one, which is way better. So we know who the I favorite kid is. Over yeah. There <laughs> <myself>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we know who mom's favorite was, so that's good. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, we talked about what the Philly cheesesteak scene means to you. What about the Philly mu- uh, music scene? How about that? Like growing up in it and being a part of it. What does that scene, if you want to even call it a scene, mean to you guys? Um, I think Philadelphia is like a provisional like music city. You know, from like growing up when I was younger, I think I've seen like every like one of my favorite bands come through Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like you know, especially like the local bands too. They always, you know. There's always a good bill with a lot of local bands in Philly. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think we're very fortunate to be in the area that we're in. Um, For example, like, where I live, maybe in, like, a 15-block radius, there's probably, like, give or take five venues just in that area alone. Yeah. So, I mean, any day of the week, if you want to go to a show of any variety, like, the options are pretty much endless. You know, yeah, yeah. like being somewhere else. There's just so many places to go. There's always something, you know. There's always something you can discover. You know, maybe a new band or you know something. Yeah, I think the hidden gem of the city is the Fishtown area. Um, it's a little bit more pronounced exactly. there with the Fillmore and, and there and there. But you had Johnny Brenda's and Frankfurt Hall and Kung Fu Necktie and all these places right in like a couple block radius you could walk and just go get great live music anytime that is so understated now the Fillmore came in and kind of blew it up because they're a huge venue there probably arguably the nicest in the city i still love um 10th and spring garden what is it the union transfer love that place oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's a great i think that's one of my probably yeah. my favorite venue yeah in the city. definitely it's really cool there yeah, and then you have the classics, the TLA. Electric. One of our goals to play there eventually. That's awesome. Yeah, we will obviously be there anytime. Uh, anytime we have a a guest on the show, we say it every time, but we mean it. You guys are playing in the city, especially something like that. We'll we'll We're be there. there. We'll we'll be there. Um, so, Thanks so much, man, it's good. It's good to have uh, people that come out. You know. Yep. Yeah. Now, how did each of you guys get into music? Well, I think we've all been playing our instruments pretty much, like probably since high school, and we've all kind of been in different bands sporadically i kind of started <coughs> with another friend around um and we started the band and then it, it just didn't really work out it didn't really go anywhere and then mark is the drummer he was in another band with another friend and that didn't really go anywhere so we kind of just started playing together and then once me and mark moved in together it kind of just fell into place and ian was always with me so we kind of just started off right there now, was it always your plan to start as like a trio band rather than having four or five members? Kind of. I mean, I, three pieces are really cool to us. Um, at the end of the day, when you're playing live, it's always probably better and, and more full to have a second guitarist. And, and eventually, I think we might get there, but it's kind of cool with just a, a three piece for now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a very like organic, I guess, the way it kind of forms. Um, 
it, it was Joe was playing with another friend actually named Joe. <laughs> a little fun, funny side story. Um, Two Joes and an Ian. Yeah, when we were thinking of a band name, I was really pushing for the Joes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But it got denied. <laughs> yeah, the Joes was a, was a little too much. <laughs> so then how? So how, then how did you actually land on the insides? Uh, all right, so I think, to be honest, me and Ian, we were, at, we were at my house, and we were thinking of the name, and I had like kind of a solo thing going on called Bark, which was pretty dumb. And we kind of had a, like, a couple lingering names that we were uh, thinking of. But I remember just, we were outside, and I just, I have no idea why it came up, but insides came up, and... I think Inside just already had taken a band from the UK. And uh, Ian was like, how about The Inside? Because you know, like, adding The to anything is kind of cool. <laughs> so so then we, we just started with The Inside, and it, it kind of hooked for us. So we yeah, kind of just stuck with it. And honestly, I just always wanted to be in a band that was uh, something. <laughs> yeah, we, I, was we, al- I was always a fan of that, because it's very, like, you know, like 50s-style yeah. band mm-hmm. name. We have we've had a bunch of people on the show that actually have said similar things. Um, yeah. Most recently, we had Tommy Siegel from Jukebox, the Ghost, and they wanted to be the Ghosts. So I said, "Well, you still got the the in there. It's just in the middle. It doesn't matter where it's at, as long as <laughs> the the is in there." But I'm with you. That kind of <laughs> that kind of fifties yeah. feel. The the somethings, the Temptations, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I got you. Like that's awesome. Right um, now. Did that, you kind of mentioned there that it's a 50s style name. Is that what you guys grew up on, or what did you actually grow up listening to? Um, I play basically, you know, my parents are a little bit older, so, you know, I grew up with all the Motown and, like, you know, British Invasion, late 50s rock. So I'd say that, you know, it has a bit of an influence on us, at least, you know. Mark's a really big Beatles fan. Can't go wrong with the Beatles. Can't go wrong with the Beatles. I have to ask for yeah. Sam, though. What about The Doors? It's Sam's favorite band. Oh, geez, The Doors are great. L.A. Woman's probably like one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, but, I, um, I, I'd almost have to agree you, with you. That or Morrison Hotel are my favorite. Yeah, they, they rock it out, definitely. And um, Ian's a big Beach Boys fan, so... Hey! You know, we love- now you're speaking Greg's language. <laughs> that's my. That's one of my favorite bands of all time. So now you're yeah. Sp- yeah. I have pet yeah, sounds. Like, I have pet... Did you, ever see, uh, did you ever see the movie Love and Mercy? Yeah, yeah. Joe and I actually saw it together in theaters. Oh, I so loved good. it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm trying to get Sam and my wife to watch it. It's so damn good. I have Pet Sounds on vinyl, like a foot and a half to my right right now. It's such. Oh uh, man, that's like yeah, man. that's like an album that like I can always like revisit and like find something that like strikes me emotionally after like even after listening to it like a million times. I absolutely agree with you 100%. And we actually had Will Pugh from Cartel on the show about a month and a half ago. And he mentioned that he loves the Beach Boys as well. So when I said that to him, I said, listen, Pet Sounds is in my hands right now. He actually said that he took the lyrics from Pet Sounds and threw it into one of their songs and said, hey, listen, if I got sued by them, it'd be the best lawsuit of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the things that that get said on the We Podcast and We Know Things... (laughs) Uh, it's it's awesome. But what about now? You know, you guys mentioned earlier you you've lived together at points. Were you guys always friends? Were you childhood friends? If not, how did you guys meet? Uh, yeah, 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 we pretty much all met in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I 
think I had mutual friends with Mark. Yeah, they were they were like the same older kids that I always wanted to like, you know, gel with like music wise because I saw that they had something. You yeah. Know, and I always took interest in wanting to hang out with them and seeing what they were about. And Ian was in a bunch of bands in high school too. So, and then like I never really was in a band in high school, but I kind of always sang. So. Mm -hmm. Formed, like one day we started being a friend and then we kind of started hanging out in his shed and playing music in his shed and just randomly jamming together and then finally finally put something together you know what i'm saying yeah it's actually um i guess joe and i became like fairly tight like senior year of high school and first thing we ever wrote together was like this like little jingle about drunk driving for a media project <laughs> yeah. wait 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 we had to make like a commercial for like i guess like the school tv or something uh -huh. and uh yeah joe and i like wrote a song and then like after that we just kind of like chilled just like you know we just like write like bullshit songs like with like no really intentions after yeah. that so joe and i've been uh writing together for quite some time yeah i guess Probably at least, at least 10, ten years. Well, yeah, maybe ten years. It's almost ten years since we've been out of high school, so but almost ten years probably just hanging out and uh, jamming out and writing writing together. I can say unequivocally and without pause that you are the first people to ever say you wrote a jingle about <laughs> drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it was forced. It was kind of forced. You got to release that one. Obviously, like we said earlier, insides.bandcamp.com. You can hear it for yourself. Definitely kills it. Um, it's Thanks, it, yeah, it's even funnier though. Um, you kind of <laughs> when you say uh, we you were forced into it, I can assume that that jingle will never be on your bandcamp because yeah, I really want to hear the jingle now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, How much do you want? Name your price. What what do I got to pay you to put that song? I can use Excel. Is that good enough? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I guess not. Maybe I guess not. Uh, you guys mentioned the Joes. Was there any other band names that you guys threw around before you land on the insides? Um, like we said, uh, we were going under the name Spark. Yeah. Spelled with two A's. Oh, that's um, that's punk. I love it. And uh, the main reason of changing that, because I remember people that I worked with, you know, kind of trickled out that I was in a band, and they would ask me the name, and I'd be like, "Oh, Bark with two A's." What? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was never really serious, to be honest. It was, it's something I used for like a solo 
solo sort of thing. And then, like, we kind of just, we had the band going as well. So I was like, well, I might as well just use that for now because we don't really have a band name. And then the Insigns came around. Yeah. Okay. Stuck with that. We were also um, called Thumb Tunnel for, like, a short period of time. Yeah. That was kind of like a group of our friends. Like, we kind of used to just, like, anytime we used to jam, we just used to call that. Yeah. So that was just, like, another temporary name. Some Tunnels. Now, I see, I see you guys recorded a bunch of singles. What else are your plans? Do you have a plan to release a full-length album next? or? Yeah, well, we have, I think it's six songs all together. Um, the, the whole album will pretty much be released sometime this summer. That's awesome. Oh, sweet. And how many tracks do you anticipate for that? Uh, six, I think. Okay, so like pretty much, is it going to be those six singles you have now just compiled into a full-length, or what's that look like? Can we expect anything new? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, there's still... It'll be, I believe it's the three that are on like our Spotify page, mm-hmm. um, plus three more. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Now, you guys recorded some at the Lumberyard. Was it everything there, or did you record a bunch of different places? Um, no, the, all the stuff that we've been releasing and are going to release have been recorded at the Lumberyard. Yeah. How did everything you... before that on our band camp is just like in our friend's apartment who just, you know, kind of recorded us and... It was kind of, you know. Gotcha. Now, now, we, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's hard when you go through such a, like a, a little, it's such a change from, from like the apartment, like recording studio to like a real studio album. And like, we're really pumped to record with Nick because we've known Nick for a while. And just to be able to go in there and, and hang out and record a whole album was really fun and, and it sounds really good so yeah and that was actually going to be my next question is we were lucky enough to be able to go to the lumber yard and do an interview with ace nick and dom twice we did dom twice right, that's awesome. um right. so we we've been there we know the layout we know how like how much of it was a dream for us to go in there and you guys said you knew nick for a while nick's one of the funniest dudes yeah just he was ever. hilarious he is um but definitely is. How, how did you guys actually get hooked up officially to go there what was that process like to, that you ended up at the lumber yard um, well, like I said, like we've known Nick for a while. Um, my good friend is Nick's brother-in-law. We go way back from like old shows with Nick, like Franklinville shows, like when he was in Man Overboard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So all of us go way back with Nick and we've all been friends with him for a while. And then we were doing our own thing with our, like our own album and not really recording. Then finally we got some money to actually do a real studio album. So he, we just hit him up and he was really happy to take us in and, record the record yeah you yeah, said um, like pretty much before that we were just kind of like just necessarily like writing like we were just writing songs recording them like diy style just like releasing them like kind of really with like no intention no plan yeah um except for to like just write and release music which is also good but at the same time it's cool <laughs> yeah cool to record a record you know for a studio and actually have a plan yeah because um like our our big thing was like just somebody that like we were like truly like comfortable with and kind of like you know understand like where we were what we were going for musically where we were coming from stuff like that because i mean if you're not comfortable in your uh recording atmosphere you know you're not going to get that good of a product yeah yeah. Now you said you, you obviously you knew Nick from A Man Overboard. Were you guys familiar with Ace in the early November or? 
yeah. Okay. Yeah, we all grew up uh, listening to Early November too. Yeah. So, so you guys um, probably felt right at I, home recording. I, I actually never met him personally. Um, I mean, I saw the Early November play a bunch of times. Yeah, every time we're at the studio, he's not there. Yeah, <laughs> I've only met him once, and I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, but when we were there, he, they were out doing the uh, the anniversary the tour for the early November and whatnot. So, yeah. but so, he's a real cool guy. Yeah, he really he's is. Like Did you guys get lost in the antique shop? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Anytime we weren't recording, we were then uh, looking around. It's looking funny, at we actually uh, we up at the Walmart for about two nights, and uh, we were allowed to like go mosey around after hours and look at stuff in the dark so they have some pretty cool stuff in the store too that's, yeah yeah it's great we walked, so much stuff when we walked yeah, in it was, actually, it was actually really funny because um like when we were recording vocals and shit um you know mark's job was done so like he would just go into the antique shop and like every 15 minutes he would come back with something and be like dude look what i got yeah <laughs> That was, that was going to be my next one. Like, what were some of the things you probably bought? Yeah. Um, did you buy an Oasis poster? Uh, yeah, Mark bought me an Oasis poster that I was pretty stoked on. I went to their, uh, their World War II section and, like, uh, you know, I, I bought some of the medals, like, my grandfather worn, you know, when he was in World War II. So I got them back as, like, a little memento for him. That's but, awesome. I think, yeah, it's a little, a little pricey sometimes, sure. depending on what you're looking at. Sure. I remember Ian was looking at a pocket knife, and he was like, oh, how much is this? And it was like $108. Ooh, <laughs> so Jesus. Like, All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, man. I think awesome stuff there. For sure. I think that it being, that the Lumberyard being uh, randomly on the second floor of a random antique shop in a random town such as Hamilton, uh, Blueberry Cap of the World, so maybe not so random, but, um, and, oh, wow. and Vinyl Brewing, which sounds like an awesome place. Uh, we missed it. We should have gone there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I Things also. We walked in. I'll never forget. We walked in, and I I looked around. And I was like, "Where the hell are we going?" So I almost wanted yep. to go to the owner. And be like, "What time do you close?" Because we're going to be here for a while looking for this damn place. Uh, and we we just walk up the steps, and lo and behold, there's just a door. Boom! Lumberyard knocked on it. There was Ace and Nick, and they opened it. And Dom and we're like, "Holy shit! This is real." <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I feel it like you're so weird walking in for the first time. Yeah. The fact that it's an antique shop really kind of adds to the mystique and to like the legend that is the lumberyard. But I felt like when we yeah, went up and yeah. knocked on that door that we were going into like Narnia or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like how how do the guys downstairs not hear everything that goes on up there? I know you soundproof the rooms, but holy smokes! Like if I was like a crabby old lady on the bottom floor, like I'd have a broom handle just smacking the ceiling all the time. Shut the hell up yeah. up there. <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta be wild. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny when you think about it. You know, like you have like people in there recording, like giving it them all, like you know everything they got, and then like you know outside there's someone like looking at like some like ceramic fucking Chicken. statue. <laughs> 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 That's funny. If they only knew, man. That's true. Now you guys said you bunked there for two nights instead of just driving back and forth. 
Yeah, I mean, we were, like I said, we were living in Philly, and it was like, rather than just driving back and forth, we were like, fuck it, let's just, let's just, just stay here. And I mean, because we were friends with Nick anyway, so it's like, it's not like he was like kind of like rushing us out or anything. So like, yeah, we just stayed there for a couple of nights. And we were kind of lucky enough to get the whole album done in more than three or four days. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. stayed there for like a long weekend. It was like our second room for the weekend. Yeah, you know? it was cool. Um, it was also cool because then like that they have that option, so then like you kind of don't. You're kind of always in that creative realm. Yeah. Like, if we would have had to, like, you know, record all day and then drive oh, back to Philly, then, like, you know, yeah, like, you just, like, you know. You're, kind of, yeah, you're always in the element. Yeah, exactly. You're never leaving it, so it was definitely cool to stay there. Now, out of the, the singles that you recorded at the Lumberyard, which one was, I guess, more challenging for you guys to either put pen to paper or just record it? Um... Like, what song was kind of, like, gave us the most trouble? I yeah. Guess. Or even still, just... Underlined. Yeah, and what song do you have, like... I guess you have memories of all of them, but, like, was there a particular song that you kind of remember that was... That maybe you had it in your head a different way and it ended up, a, you know, it came out differently once it came time to lay it down or, you know, any process like that for you guys? I, I definitely say, uh, Thaw, definitely. I was, <laughs> I was a little nervous when I went there and, uh... I was just like playing way too fast to the click, and yeah. like everybody was staring at me. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. We weren't staring like, at him. I was in like we're panic <laughs> mode. It looked like he's gonna choke me. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, for that. but other than that, I mean, you know, we work as a team. You know, and, right. and Nick pushes us to put out, you know, the best that we can. So, right. I mean, it's uh, a process. I will say that um, before this album, we just kind of like went with the style of like Mark writes the drums Joe writes the guitar and vocals I write the bass yeah. and that was that like this one was like the first time like where it was like a, yeah a true group effort like but like everybody puts their input everybody puts what they don't like everybody puts what, what, they, want to do, what they do like and like the, like Mark said Nick is so good at being a, a mixer and a producer like but if you're doing it you can be in there thinking that you're doing amazing and then he's like nope do it again <laughs> nope do it again do it again you can do it better nope do it again do it again and as a vocalist it's really hard because like i don't like my voice that that much but like when you do think you're on point you know it, it, it is cool and then like he's like nope do it again nope do it again but that's what's so good about it because the, the final product is, is, is so good. And it's nice to have a producer, engineer, mixer that actually has your best interests because yeah, a lot of people, yeah. they, they could just like, let it go and you thought you did well and you're like, nope, I'm good with it. But Nick pushes it. Even Ace tells stories of the same thing. He wants to make good songs great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I will say usually when, you know, from past experience when I record an album, like, when I get the mixes back, it's like, damn, didn't really hit like kind of what I was envisioning. Yeah. But I will say that the Lumberyard with this album, the first time, like when I got the mixes back, I was like, fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said that that was our first, our, th- our first single pretty much. Mm-hmm. And before that, we would, like I said before, we were just recording with my friend at his apartment and we just went from pretty much my friend hit and record and us like not, and not really caring what it sounds like just hit and record and letting us do our thing and putting out whatever and it was kind of all on us and it was cool but then like i said we went into our first like real studio 
to record and Nick was just like pushing us to do the best and it, that's why it came out so good. Now you guys had mentioned more of like a family atmosphere. You each take everything instead of kind of dividing it and conquering. Does that mean all three of you guys write the lyrics or is that just one person? How do you guys write your lyrics? Uh, well, probably me and Ian do the, the music and lyrics most. Mark doesn't really do the, the lyrics that much. But um, but yeah, me and Ian have been working a lot with music and lyrics. Like Ian, underlying, under, the song Underline was pretty much all Ian. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of finished it off, but... Yeah, me and Ian probably do the lyrics the most. Now, you guys, did yeah. you just come off tour? Uh, we did, yeah. We yeah. went on uh, like a week run with the band Rich People. That was actually uh, last week. How, how was that for you guys? Oh, it was awesome, yeah, man. It was great, man. Um, you know, anytime that like you're on the road doing the like tour thing is sick. Um, we we knew Rich People. We played like a couple of gigs with them like back in like the beginning stages of like both our bands. So it was just awesome to like link back up mm-hmm. and just like kick it for a week with them. They're awesome dudes. Yeah. Now, did you guys have like a well, favorite venue you guys played during the week you guys toured? Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you have like a favorite venue that you'd say? Oh, um, mine was um, definitely in Richmond. I think it was our last show. Uh, probably because it was the biggest turnout, and like it just seemed like the scene there is really cool in Richmond for a lot of bands. And uh, we played at a place called, um, um, I'll say St. Babs was one for the book. Um, St. Babs. That was a, uh, a church. A, yeah, yeah. It's like a church venue in Cape May. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, there's kind of some silly things happened there. <laughs> we won't we won't yeah. press we'll, no, we'll, we we'll leave that right there with the drunk driving jingle <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like another whole story yeah yeah we'll, we'll leave that dot 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 yeah <laughs> that works for me yeah. maybe maybe you guys will write but, a song uh, about it later I don't know like Joe like Joe said uh, yeah Richmond was definitely one for the book um, that was actually the first place that we played there out of state for the second time if that sounds confusing or not but um so it was cool to see some people that we met the first time we were there. They were also at this show. So. That's got to be a great feeling. Now, what, you know, I have, we only have two more questions, particularly about music, and then we're going to try to transition and uh, from that. But if you, if you had to do, you know, put on your forecasting hat, if you had to look months, years down the line, what's, what's the next step for the insides? Where are you guys envisioning the band going? Uh, we're gonna be on top of the world, baby. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> uh, just uh, important of just you know getting out there and playing, you know, yeah, every day. That's so important. You got to keep doing it, man. And like that's our our, our goal is pretty much to, to tour and, and, and be able to make make a living off of it. Keep it creative, you know. Obviously, want to put out newer music. Yeah, so keep putting out music. The train keeps rolling, as they say. Yeah, you know the standard shit of being in a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, uh, Releasing music, touring, all that shit. Not that my two cents means anything, but I will always, <laughs> I will always urge and say that in the social media era, where things that happened yesterday are irrelevant, consistency is key. Yeah, right, one hundred percent, man. And and you and you have to be on top. of That's why Sam and I have done this for two years and skipped a week. What twice? Yeah. So you got married, that's and why. I got married, and the only reason we ever skipped a week is because I got married and was in the Bahamas. The only reason. Uh, uh, well, so congratulations on that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. She's a lucky girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. She, but we, 
you know, we uh, we had our our recording equipment literally fail and break mid episode. So what did we do? Uh, we we took out our cell phones and recorded the rest on our cell phones. I emailed it to myself and put it up that morning. So the show go, must man, go man. on. The, the sh- Whatever works. I but, had. Um, how about this one? That's definitely some, something we learned is you know just make it fucking happen. Yep. And, you know whether it's like money's low or you know schedule conflict like. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Make it happen one way or another. Now, how about this one? I had mouth surgery, and I am a talker. I am a co-host of a podcast, which we literally talk. And uh, I did the show the next day. So, oh, my God, man. So how would you do that? We only did 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we did that That's one. how we did it. We usually do two hours. <laughs> we did 20 minutes. Perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my name is Greg Hall, and he was talking about stuff. It was terrible. Um, (laughs) but but you know what the funniest part is it's our 12th most downloaded episode of all time out of 100 (laughs) out of 102 102 this is our 103rd episode we've ever done um in 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 less than two in less than two years we did over 100 episodes so we we're on the grind as well we have some good things coming that we're we're looking forward to announcing soon um but is there anything else for you guys to put the attention back on you is there anything else you guys want to add from a music perspective before we do a quick transition into some nerdy stuff I don't know. Is there any examples? <laughs> what do other people usually say? <laughs> <laughs> what do other people usually say? They usually yeah, say... Peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good call out. You know, that or, you know, go to your Instagram, Facebook, yeah. website, check out your single. Yeah, exactly. um, absolutely. Check yeah. out our stuff on Spotify and our band camp and- yeah, that's, definitely um, yeah. keep a lookout for a couple of new music videos coming out. We're actually recording one today. We're going to start filming today for a music video for our that's last awesome. single called Underline. That's awesome. So, we were actually just listening to Underline when you guys were called when you guys called. So, uh, uh, nice. no, of course. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Be on the lookout for that music video. I would say that's definitely something to add for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Now we talked. I forgot to say that the first time. <laughs> we we talked a little bit before the interview. You guys said you're not really gamers as much, but what about film and TV? Are there any uh, films that you guys recommend to us, or any TV shows that you'd recommend to the to the listeners? Oh shit! There's plenty. I right, right off the bat, for me, because <clears throat> I just watched the newest episode last night. Um, that show, Atlanta. You guys ever watched? Dude, that? Mm. who just um. Never heard of it. I I believe JT from Hawthorne Heights on Tuesday literally said the same thing. Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's... What channel is it on? personal opinion, best show on TV, for sure. What channel is it on? Uh, it's on FX. I have to start, because that's two people in four days, five days, that have said you All have right. to go watch it, and it's the best. JT also agrees, says the funniest slash best show going right now. I've never seen it. Yeah, man. So like they have a nice little mix, because like, you know, they have some silly episodes, and then some of them are a little darker kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um Almost pressing. That's um, a nice little blend of like for uh, you know your TV That's awesome. My, uh, Check that out. my my vote is Westworld because it just came back on. Yeah, I, I have to agree. We I I just recently watched it. Yeah. So did you watch the the first season then? Oh, of course. And did you like it? It's it, I, it took, I mean, I got hooked immediately. It just, like, after, like, it ended, I felt like I had to sit down and, like, just think, like, what did I really just watch? Yeah, it's pretty insane, man. Um, it's just one of those shows that, like, keeps you on your toes, like, the whole time. Exactly. It's definitely, definitely, I don't want to say spoilers in case people have seen it, haven't seen it yet, but, yeah. Uh, the, did you like the first episode of the second season last week? 
Um, I, I thought it, I, I just needed time. Maybe I just, it just took me like a, a year since I saw the finale. So I would just like had to get the, the bearings going again, but I, I thought yeah, it paid off in it, the end. I watched it with one of my friends and we were like, wait a minute, what, what, was, what was going on with that? Wait, exactly. That, wait, exactly. What, wait, what the hell? So like there's like a, a couple of things that I'll probably have to do with, uh, a rewatch in the first season. That, that's but, what I have yeah, to do. Great show. That's, that's my vote. Now, yeah, Mark, I'm, uh, I'm still stuck in the past, man. I'm still watching, like, The Sopranos. Like, oh, yeah. That's one, that's one of the best shows ever made. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You guys hear about the prequel movie coming out about I, it? I did, and I'm interested. Sam is not. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. I think it's going to be great, but it is all those flashback scenes of, like, his father and junior. Like, yes. I always wanted to let, like, let, let me see who they cast first. Let me see a trailer because, yeah. I mean, it's tough exactly. when you don't have... Gandolfini, it's tough for me. I know, that's no. like the saddest part, you yeah. know, like, way, like, I can't believe it, you know. Like, I think it's going to be hit or miss. I think it's going to yeah, be hit or miss. I'd agree. I don't get much too much for it, because I've seen Sopranos like eight different times, like the whole series. <laughs> it's so good. So like, yeah, we, yeah. we, we love Sopranos, but like, yeah, like I said, at the same time, I don't want to get my hopes up too well, because it could be a friggin' bomb. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to say, oh, I can't wait, can't wait, and it's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I trust him. I trust him. I have no reason not to right now. Like Sam always says, give me a trailer. I'll I'll make my I'll make my judgment yeah. when I see a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Same. We'll have to wait and see. I have to do my obligatory plug. Um uh, every episode we talk about it. Uh we want to know your feelings on The Walking Dead. How do you guys feel about that show? Uh, uh no, fuck that shit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yes. Like, like what? What season are they on now? Like thirteen. <laughs> are like still running. But, still yeah, running like they haven't got it together. <laughs> they just. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I just. I think um, the first season was really good. Second season was really good. I think I kind of fell off when the governor came in, and I don't know why because I did like the governor, and I liked the the whole um, the whole jail. Is that what they were? Prison? Yeah, jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did the whole like that, but I, I fell off right after that. I, just, yeah. I don't know, I just wasn't interested anymore. What I always say, it's always like the same damn episode. It's always just so slow and drawn out. Then you get like the last three minutes, you get a little bit of action, yeah. and it's done. Well, yeah. Didn't, um, didn't something like dramatic happen like a couple episodes ago? They just like they just wrapped up season eight. Um, I I know one of the main characters died. Yeah, I don't want to, if you guys, I'll say it, but one of the characters dies who was like from the main from season one. So that was like the big right. thing. Yeah, I gave up. I don't think, I don't yeah, think we're, we're not long. Yeah, yeah, Carl's dead. Car- Carl's dead. Carl's yeah. dead? Yeah. Oh my God. Show ruined. Yeah, we show better now. That's what I think. That I can't stand that dude. Uh, I gave up five years ago, right during season four. I'm I'm out of it. I I hated it, yeah. and, I, and I haven't gone back. Sam Sam also hates it, it but he's he says he's too invested. It, it's a chore for me. I mean, I'm just I'm eight years. I watched this. Like, at least let me see how this shit finishes out. I I've never said yeah. this. I've never said this to Sam, but Sam, with that attitude, you'd make a great husband. <laughs> Dude, it's going to ride this out. If you made an eight-year commitment to a girl and said, you know what, we've been here this long, i got to ride it out, you're a good guy. Perfect. I'm fucking out of there. Did you guys Did you guys ever read like the graphic novels or whatever, the that's, comic book? I think that's why I hate the show, because I did. Yeah, I, I never yeah, read the comics. I read one of them, and it was 
awesome. Yeah, I only read like two or three, but I know that something happens to Rick in the comics that doesn't happen yeah. in the show. Yeah. And I was kind of at that point like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. What about, uh, we talked TV real quick. What about movies? Any movies that you guys would recommend? Um, for me, it's anything Tarantino or like um, Scorsese. You know, that type of stuff I'm sure. really into. Raging Bull. That's what my favorite movie. Great movie. Well, and you had the, the new one with Scorsese with Robert De Niro and um, Al Pacino. Con- the Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's going to be good. Is that what you're talking about, The Irishman? Yeah, I, I, think, that's, I, think, I think it comes out next year. Yeah, yeah. Netflix, Netflix only? Netflix yep. Netflix, yeah. yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. I've been honestly waiting for that movie for like four or five years. It's been on IMDb as like... Yeah, it, it kept getting delayed and delayed. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to the Queen biopic. <laughs> what? Yeah, um, I heard it was my girlfriend's like real. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw a preview for that. Yeah, they got. It's, cause, uh, it's about like the Queen of England, right? And like how like she did like didn't really want the job, like wanted to be a normal person. <laughs> That's it, right? I I was referring to ba- the band Queen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, with the guy from. Uh, Bo- robot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Sasha Baron Cohen who was like, Borat. He dropped out like as Freddy. Like a VH1 doc kind of. Like, no. You know, it's gonna be like VH1 a, doesn't. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how like did like um like the Jackson Five movie and shit uh, like that. Like is it like that kind of vibe? It's almost like, like it's almost like Love and Mercy. It's a it's an actual movie, a fictional movie based on reality, I and mean, it's yeah. gonna be. Basically, the story of Queen and, you know, focused on Freddie Mercury, but told with whomever the hell is a yeah. part of it now. Jesus, I think Remy Malik is the is Freddie, but... Yeah, I saw pictures from, like, it's supposed to be, like, Live 8, and he, he looks exactly like him. Crazy. Yeah. And, he's, and I, think, I think he's singing all the songs himself, too, which that'll be even more impressive. Oh, wow. if, he, if he can pull it off. If he can pull that off. Yeah. When's that supposed to come out? Uh, well... It was going to come out, I think, this year, but it got delayed till next year because the uh, director got fired over Thanksgiving for basically bailing on the project. Long story yeah, short. So it's going through some I stuff. Oh, right it was Brian Singer. That's right. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going through That's some stuff. Right now. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, speaking of which, how about uh, Bill Cosby? You guys hear about that shit? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Especially, I mean, we live in Philly, so we've definitely. <laughs> Even if we didn't, we definitely. But yeah, we heard we heard about that. We're gonna stay. We're gonna stay as far away from that one as you guys are from the drunk song. Yeah, yeah. Man, don't don't eat the yellow pudding. That's all I, got I think yeah, I think I've sworn off pudding in general. Uh, you know, on the yogurt. Yeah, but um, yeah, back to that queen thing. That's that's awesome. I didn't even hear about that. Um, but yeah, man. Freddie Mercury is like the best frontman of all time, in my opinion. Yep, I, 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 I can't I, argue with you. I agree with you. He's, I'm, I'm right there with. You. I would say Freddie, Brian Wilson. You know, they, they all. I'm a, I'm a Squeeze guy. Do you guys ever listen to Squeeze? If you're talking, you know, that Brit, British yeah, invasion. Yeah, Elvis Costello. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So that whole British invasion to me was amazing. I, I'm all about it. I, I, it's almost like I wish I grew up in that time period, but I don't because I love, I love 2018. We love our technology. I love technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, right. Except for the fact that to my left is a super Nintendo, a Nintendo 64 and a PS two. So I don't know how much I love current technology as much, but I always like to say that we kind of grew up in the same, in like the best era. I mean, I'm on, I'm 29, Sam's 28. So 
I'll be 30 in a couple weeks. And I, I think we, we grew up in a perfect time period for music, for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. I'm kind of happy that uh, I wasn't like a teenager in the 90s because I would definitely have like maybe like a thick tribal tag. <laughs> or, like, or like barbed wire around your bicep. Yeah, dude. I was literally Stop. just about to say that. Like, That's funny. Stop. Hey, man. So I'm kind of thankful for that, that I don't have, like, the black tattoos. And man, Bill Goldberg can pull it off. He's WCW royalty, so you can... <laughs> yeah. You, gotta, you gotta have the gun, Yeah, guns, I don't, I don't have guns. I got <laughs> I got a six-pack, but it turned into a keg over the last couple of years. So. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, did, you guys, did you guys grow up with wrestling? Oh, I, I, it's all me. Yeah. I, I love wrestling. Yeah. Well, if you guys yeah, need something w- to watch... Like early WWF, like, 93, 4, all that, all that shit. That's, Not, like... Yeah, ninety. Like, I can't do it now. I can't watch it now. It makes me sick and just laugh. But like, no. Did you happen to check out the Andre the Giant documentary? Oh yeah, we watched like yeah. twenty minutes of the thing, and then we like fell asleep. Oh, you got to finish it. Um, it's so good. It's, was it it's good? Awesome. Did you guys watch it? It's so good. So good. Ah, yeah. R- Rick Flair that. tells a quick story. He goes, I was with him. He drank a hundred and six beers. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. Impressive. I don't know if that's impressive or sad, though. No, that's legend status. Yeah. It's legendary, definitely. The guy is, what, 10 foot tall? Yeah, well, there there were stories of him having two hearts and eight rows of teeth. (laughs) It's it's so good. He's like, he's, what's more mythical, Andre the Giant or the Megalodon? Like, this dude is a legend. And and the fact that he wrestled over 5,000 matches in his life is insane. It's insane. Do you guys remember the one match? I believe it was Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Like he like picked up Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. and like, watch, the documentary, watch the documentary. You'll find so much more about that match and how legendary it really is. Yeah. That was at WrestleMania three, and you uh, they go into Hulk, Hulk Hogan's on the documentary. He tells a lot of inside stories about that episode or about that match and how in bad shape Andre was, and he knew that it was going to be like his swan song and. It was. It's like emotional as yeah, hell. Like I'm, think, watch I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, shit. I got to go get some barbecue and watch that again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. It's too. it's really really good. But uh, anything else you guys want to add? Um, dude. Uh, honestly, just thanks again for having us. We really appreciate you guys like reaching out to us. Like, it's really awesome to see people interested. You know. Yeah, oh, of course. Absolutely. It was our pleasure. And thank you guys for coming on the show. Again, it's theinsides.bandcamp.com. Uh, go check out the insides. Follow them on social media. Uh, we'll actually link your Bandcamp and all your social media pages in the episode description, whether you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox, wherever you're listening to this, just go right to the description. One click. You can follow them on social media and go on their Bandcamp. Support them when they're in the area. Support them by listening to them on Spotify, on their Bandcamp. And, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Cool. Hang on the line real quick. This has been the very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. We will see you next week for Episode 90. Show the insides some love.